Welcome to episode 89 of the Roger Snipes Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Now we've heard about sustainably sourced food, but what about clothes? This is something which I've been spending years looking into and I've managed to find something which I am happy to finally share. I've launched a range of clothes that are also sustainably sourced from 100% certified organic cotton. This is a glyphosate free, no fertilizer, no GMO grown cotton. This means no toxic chemicals on our skin and farmers are not in contact with any toxicity potentially harming their health or the environment. Organic cotton uses less water to grow too. The range of clothes will include t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, and long sleeves with more items to come for both men, women, and children. This is my company called UHP Clothing, which stands for Unlocking Human Potential. Most of the tops have some sort of motivational message on there, which fits perfectly with my brand ethos of fulfilling your potential and striving for greatness. If you're looking for something different, which is environmentally friendly, motivational, and cool, then check out uhpclothing.com. Wouldn't it be good to know when you're actually burning fat without guessing and calorie counting. Well, there is. And it's with a device called Lumen. It's the world's first handheld portable device that actually measures your metabolism. Lumen uses a CO2 sensor and flow meter to determine the CO2 concentration in a single breath. This indicates the type of fuel you're burning, i.e. carbohydrates or fats. I use this every morning just before a fasted cardio to check whether I'm in fat burning or carb burning mode. This way you can plan your previous day's meal for the following day. Depending what your goals are, Lumen can keep a record of your breath intake and structure a plan for you so you can meet your goals easier. This device is revolutionary. I don't need to guess and see if it's working after. I just need to breathe in the lumen and it tells me. Stop guessing and start progressing and check out Lumen now on www.lumen.me and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. Yo, what a guan. Hope everyone is blessed and ting. Yes, all is great over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All is great. I was actually going through some photos earlier thinking, what am I going to post tomorrow on social media? And I came across an old photo which I had taken when I was on holiday in 2018. And it's weird because when I looked at it before, I was thinking, mm, you look all right. <laughs> And when I looked at it this time, I was comparing it to a newer photo which I had taken. And I thought, wow, look at the difference. In comparison, if you were to compare it, it's like I looked so out of shape. So out of shape. But I guess for the average person, they might look at it and be like, oh, you was in shape. You just look more tighter now. But I guess it's uh, how we are with ourself, isn't it? It's like we're, we're so critical when it comes to ourselves, but with others, we're so much more lenient. It's unreal. Anyhow, today's podcast is with uh, someone who goes by the name of Sonny Andrews. In fact, it's Dr. Sonny Andrews because she's a medical professional. Uh, she's your typical, she can do both type of meme <laughs> so uh, she has this medical degree and profession which is her nine till five but then on the side she competes in women's bodybuilding <laughs> um, and has an out of this world attention to detail body uh, pretty amazing in fact 
I found the conversation very interesting. And to be honest, uh, when I sometimes see someone's photos, especially before I decide to interview them, it's very hard to tell how their personality is going to be. Uh, but she came across very sweet and, uh, you know, with, with a touch of innocence. Uh, it's so strange because her photos makes her look quite intimidating. She has, like, detail upon detail on the muscles, the striations in her legs and um, abdomen and everywhere. Like, it's it's pretty incredible, in fact. So, it was a real pleasurable time having a conversation. And, in fact, it was a flashback for me. It took me back to the stage when I was competing. And uh, as she was going through all the preparations and the mindset to do it. So, born as Sonia Andreu, she's a medical doctor and IFBB wellness pro, one of the fittest doctors in the world. She's a surgeon resident, a world champion, and a fitness coach. Let's bring on Sonny Andrews. So, Sonny Andrews, how you doing, my friend? I am great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm phenomenal. So, is Sonny your real name, or is that a second name, or is it a nickname? Sonny. It's a name that I have gone by my whole life. Um, my name in Greek is Xenia, and Xenia. no one X E N I A, but mm -hmm. no one really can pronounce that. So, by Sonny. Oh, okay. <laughs> and where is the name from? It's my grandma's name, my yaya, yaya in Greek. So it's my mom's mom's name. Your mom's mom. So um, you are Greek and American, right? I was, yeah. So I was actually um, born in Canada mm -hmm. and then moved to Michigan. So I had dual citizenship because my mom was an American citizen. Mm -hmm. um, but then both of my parents, well, my dad is from Athens and my mom is from the island Cyprus, which is a Greek island. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I read in your bio that you've you got like lots of chefs in the family or something. Is that right? Who's the yeah, chefs? Definitely. Who's the chefs? Um, my <laughs> my mom's family opened restaurants when they moved here from Cyprus. So like my mom and her my grandpa and my mom's mom, they're all um, very, very, very good Greek cooks. They made their way in this country from cooking, so. <laughs> oh, amazing. Very amazing. dear to their hearts, yeah. I learned <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so you like cooking yourself, yeah? Yeah, I love cooking. Awesome. But, you know, it's always been part of my life. That's, my mom was always making fresh stuff every single day, so mm. it was hard to not pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sonny, what, one thing that attracted me to your Instagram profile was I'm just going to cut straight to it. You got a phenomenal physique. You have an <laughs> out you. of the world, incredible physique. Like I've seen people, or should I say, I've seen women that look good and take care of themselves, but your body just looks like next level. I'm like this, this lady seriously trains. And <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, look at the I do train hard. <laughs> yeah you train hard i appreciate that very much <laughs> like yeah so you know i had to reach out i'm like i know you're probably really busy and you probably get a lot of dms but i would love to have you on my podcast to just talk about like you know your regiment and everything that you do and like you know a bit of stuff about you you know little history about you so i know that you you also, you're studying, is that right? Are you studying in the medical field? Or you're also working in the medical field? Like what's, what's the situation there? Because it's very <laughs> in contrast to being on the stage. Like, tell me about that. Well, in medicine, you quite frequently feel like you are on a stage. So that type of um, excitement and needing to think and perform on your feet is very similar, surprisingly. And there's a lot of physicians and even IFBB pros in the um, competing world. I've met a lot. I, actually, every show I've gone to, I've met another physician, which has been so cool. But um, 
I'm actually done with resident or done with um, almost done with residency, but I'm done with my medical uh, medical studying. I graduated medical school in 2019, um, and then I've been working as a resident physician in general surgery. So, what is a resident um, physician? What does that mean? You go to people's houses. So you, I have a. Uh, it's always it's kind of confusing. I wish it would be more straightforward, and it's different country to country. So, um, I actually lived in. Anyways. I lived in Queens for about four months and rotated at, um, or not Queens, in um, Romford and worked at Queens Hospital. Did and you say Romford? Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But, but the only reason I mentioned that is because it's the, the medical training system is different in the UK versus uh, the US. But yeah, so I, I finished my, a resident physician is you're practicing medicine. You have a, a license to the hospital. You're getting paid, you're a doctor, um, but to be board certified, you have to finish training through a, um, a accredited residency program. So right. it's not like school, but it's still a training per se. Mm, right. And how long was you studying for before you uh, qualified as a physician? I did four years of undergrad. Uh, two years of a master's and four years of medical school. So wow, you know, ten years of post high school training. <laughs> wow, wow, that's that's amazing, amazing. And <clears throat> so, before we get into the bodybuilding things, like you, you was always much of an athlete. Where you were, you was interested in soccer and something else. Soccer and. What was it? Track and field. Track and field. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So you, you was good at football then? Yeah. I, I moved from Canada to Michigan because of that. Um, I tried out for the Olympic pool in the U.S. I was playing on the a provincial Canadian team and then was recruited. They asked me if I had dual citizenship. And I was like, yeah, but like you're going to have to move to the States. So I was trying to play soccer in the Olympics. I ended up going to playing to soccer in college instead and um, did a lot of travel soccer. It was really fun. <laughs> That's cool. And what about the track and field part of things? Like what was your main thing on that? My main race was the 800 meter dash. Um, but I also, I also ran the 1500 and the 400, but I, I crushed it in the 800. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that was my race. I'll still go run that right now. <laughs> All right. And what, do you remember what your your weight was at that time when you was doing 800? Your body weight? Yeah, um, I was probably like around 105, 106. Oh, right. Um, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to remember, but my body weight has fluctuated probably from like 95 pounds to 135 pounds in my adult life. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm only 5'1", though, so. <laughs> Five one. Oh, really? Yeah, ah, no one knows. Okay. Everyone thinks I'm a giant, but yeah, that's my personality, not my height. <laughs> <laughs> them shots that you take on Instagram, them low shots. Okay, okay. Oh yeah, I know. I know how to put angles to you. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, when when looking at your physique, I would have assumed that you was possibly doing 100 or 200 meters, to be honest with you. I didn't know that it was like 109 or something or 95 pounds or something. Um, that was like a very brief period of time. My body wants to be muscular. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was very slim at school. I mean, I had a bit of, I had a bit of muscle. I used to train when I was at school, but I was more on the slimmer side, I would say. And I wasn't too bad. I wasn't too bad on the 800 and 1500, but my thing was mainly 100 and 200. So I actually done that at school. Um, and I didn't go on to professional, but I did compete for a period in 100 and 200 meters in London. Um, I wanted to continue, but it just never happened. It was, yeah. it was emotional, but hey, it's one of those things. And it's one of those things where you you when you love fitness, it's so easy to just move on to something else, which is physically challenging. It's like, okay, I need something else. 
And yeah, that's what happened with me. <laughs> yeah. I find some people, they might be doing a sport and then they might have an injury as well. And then they go on to bodybuilding. Have you, yeah. seen, have you seen that with some people? That's not many times, yes. Yeah. But you know, then they have to kind of work around the injury. <laughs> Yeah, I think it might even start off as, okay, I need to do something and I need to do some rehab. And while they're doing rehab and exercising, they're like, oh, this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> they start to develop something and then it turns into a passion. Um, so, um, so you're living in the States. Um, yes, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, right, right. And... Um, how did you get into competing? I was living in the Caribbean for medical school and um, kind of stumbled into this gym that was a very island vibe. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I thought to myself that I wanted to look like the women that were going there. They just were like happy and they had great lower bodies, great butts. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, like we just eat and lift. And I'm like, that sounds great. I'm going to do the same thing. <laughs> So uh, like two or uh, three years later, after I was just bodybuilding, I didn't even have Instagram or anything like that. Um, when I moved back to the States, people at every gym I would go to would ask me, like, oh, do you compete? When are you, how far out are you? All these questions that now I understand what they all mean. But I was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like compete in what? Um, so I looked into um, some bodybuilding competitions. And the first thing that I found was um, the WBFF. And I think I was drawn to that because in undergrad, I was a fashion design major. So I, I saw the word fashion and fitness and I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I competed with the WBFF, got my pro card my first show and then competed with them like four more times um, from 2018 to like 2019, I competed with them. And then, um, and I think it has its time and place for certain people. And I still have a lot of friends in the Federation, but it just, it didn't feel right for me after I saw that uh, IFPB was going to have wellness. Um, right. I was like, that's exactly how I want to train, what my body looks like naturally. And it's me. It's yeah. the so I was like, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the transition had to happen. So what yeah. is wellness all about? I mean, I, I'm not too, too familiar with all the divisions in in IFBB, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So how many, what, what different categories are there for women? I know they so got starting from the most, starting from, I'll go from the least muscular to the most. Okay. There's the bikini division, um, which is like a slender division. You need to have a very thin legs, um, but muscular, obviously, full glutes with striations. Um, and some like capped shoulders, very, some abs, but like a very tapered waist. It's like a very sleek look, um, very feminine. And then um, next is, well, it's kind of confusing. You would assume wellness to be next, but wellness is only for last. So it goes bikini, figure, which is like, you know, you're, you're more defined, you have separation, but you don't have cross striations. And then there's women's physique. Women's physique, um, do you know Shanique? She, she won Miss Olympia twice, but not last year. She has, I would just say that her physique is pretty much women's physique. Um, she's, yeah. you lost the definition, still a little, you know, still feminine, but you're, you're totally diced. Right. <laughs> and you have a lot of muscle mass, full muscle bellies, I think is what the description says online. Um, and then next is women's bodybuilding and women's bodybuilding is, you know, you're the, you're the most muscular and the most ripped. <laughs> Right. And then they have fitness, which is like its own category. And those women perform like, uh, like a gymnastics routine, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> those, those always blow me away. And their physiques need to look kind of similar to like figure and women's physique. So they do those poses like that. And then obviously my favorite last but not least is wellness where you're going to have the lower body size of um, as kind of like its own category, probably women's physique. I wouldn't even say figure because your legs are, your legs need to be full, every muscle in your legs, glutes need to be full. Um, they want you to have a really tapered waist with abs, 
and then a kind of soft upper body. They don't want, they want you to kind of have like a bikini upper body, maybe slightly bigger than the bikini upper body. Right. Wow. That's Sorry, that was like a very Wednesday <laughs> explanation. It's interesting. That That's interesting. It's like, okay, a bit softer in the upper body, but like powerful legs. Is that right? So what I, and as I've been training for this and trying to perfect the look, and now that I'm training for Olympia, um, I'm like studying it exactly to a T, but everything that I need to do for the next four months. But um, I think a lot of the, like to, for me, I've always trained alone and stacked my own weight and my legs have gotten huge, but just by the way I train, like with my squats or my deadlifts, my upper body was growing. Like my deadlifts is crazy, but like, I really, you your back has to get stronger, mm-hmm. but they don't want that balanced look. So what I'm learning is, I think a lot of people that are training for wellness have people that are like cutting their weights because <laughs> there's no way that they're lifting all that weight with their body and their arms are staying so small. <laughs> it makes no sense to me. So, and like, I'm just figuring out different, like the gym shark. So I'm not putting like weight on my arms and back. You just put it around your waist. Mm-hmm. So it's like strictly just lower body. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it is, it is almost weird. Like we want you to have like an asymmetrical physique. Like <laughs> a, and you're going to live like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. okay. for most women, well, not most, for some women, I think that even if they train to have symmetry, they're going to have a bigger lower body. And those specific people are the ones that should do wellness. Because there's a lot of people that will, like, even people who came from a swimming background, I have a client who, like, you know, she was a very competitive swimmer. So her upper body was bigger. She's trying to go into wellness and she's doing an amazing job, but it's going to take her much longer than someone who naturally just has more muscle mass in their lower body. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, just go to your strengths. I remember I, I went to WBFF, I've only done two shows. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> that's it. I remember when I'd done the first show and they were like, congrats, you're a pro. And I was like, but I've won one show. What do you mean? I'm a pro? <laughs> no. Yeah, you're a pro now. I was like, well, that was easy. And I felt a little bit disheartened. I thought I was going to really have to work for it. Yeah. You know? um, and <laughs> mm, yeah, I just, I'll be honest. I just wasn't feeling like, everybody waving the flag for WBFF. Oh yeah, buying t-shirts. I love WBFF. And I was like, mate, I am not buying that. I am <laughs> buying that. And like, you know, if you're gonna compete, you had to you had to pay for a banner to put on your, on your Facebook and Instagram. Um, what? I had to pay for a banner. For me, wait, I got to pay for a banner for me to advertise your show at the wait what yeah one of the reasons why i was like okay i'm out bro i am out and it was that's just one of like you know so many examples um but it, you know you live and you learn it was funny people will ask me and i'm just like yeah these are these are the facts these are the facts you choose i'm not gonna say any opinions i'm just gonna say this is what it's like yeah if you like that and that's for you. But for me, <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Um, what was the last competition that you had done? I competed not even a week ago at the Milwaukee Pro. Nope. And okay. yeah, I think it was the inaugural show for the Milwaukee Pro. Um, I had competed three times in the last four weeks at the Pittsburgh Pro, the New York Pro, and then the Milwaukee Pro. And most recently, I just earned my Olympia qualification. So I'm oh, so excited. Wow. <laughs> Olympia. So what's your ultimate goal with competing? I'm guessing like wellness Olympia champion. Yeah. That, that's it. That's the, I mean, that's the ultimate goal to do, to do things that are meaningful along the way. But um, I think that you have so much um, influence when you get to that top level. So mm. um, 
I've always had big plans, but like having that type of exposure is just such a blessing. You can do so much with it. So I'm hoping that I can kind of do both things at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. So let's say you win, which is highly probable. What happens from there? Okay. You know, wellness Olympia champion. What are you going to do with the, with the medal, the trophy or whatever they give you? And the tons of cash. How much do you win? Like, if you get first place, what's the cash? How much? I don't even. I don't know the value. You don't, don't know. know the value, yeah. So you're not um, spending the money already. <laughs> no, no. I'm very frugal. I'm I'm okay. a person where I don't I don't really like to. Uh, to if I'm going to spend money, it's to try and make more money. Yeah. That's pretty much or to eat. But mm -hmm. I have a yeah. So, <laughs> but that's um. The trophy, I mean, I have all my trophies in my home gym right now. So awesome. they're very nice direct decorations and they're motivating. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What would be the plan though? Like, okay, let's say you, let's say you win, then then what? What's what's the plan from there? Um, I'm hoping in starting, a, well, I mean, if I win, then I probably will try and compete again the next year. Um, <laughs> oh, right. And okay. if I don't win, I'll probably try and compete again the next year too. So um, that stays the same. But um, in terms of what I would do with the, with the title. So I know after you win, a lot of times women or whoever the champions are go around the world, the country, and do seminars and things like that. And um, fortunately, next year I won't be in training anymore. So um, I would have the time to do that. I also am, am like, I'm launching a wellness app soon. So I hope that I can incorporate everything that I've done Kind of leading up to my getting my pro card to mm -hmm. competing at olympia and i'm gonna have it all documented in that i've been re working really hard at launching that so probably will be um either launching that soon or trying to launch it when i compete at olympia it might be better timing but yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah uh, with, with everything that you're doing I, I could see that being a success i mean to be honest, I don't even think you need any titles, like your, just your images alone. I remember I had a friend who, he competed in WBFF. Don't know why people compete there. But anyway, I think he came fifth. Mm -hmm. His physique was incredible. His transformation was amazing. Yeah. And like when people looked at the transformation, like he was so diced. And there was a before and after photo, which I think went viral. And that's all, keep, that's all people cared about. Yeah. No one cared about his placing. Like, where'd you place? No. Don't care. I saw the transformation. I love it. Uh, where do I pay money? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. And that's, think, that's very true. That's very true. Um, so, I mean, I don't think that I'm going to not, not try and launch my app based on placing, but yeah so to achieve a physique like yours what how often are you eating like do you eat like within the first half an hour until 10 p.m in the evening like what's the deal like you've got serious muscle going on what's the frequency um, of eating and how regimented are you with the food that you buy is it all organic because it <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it is it homegrown like certain things are shipped from certain areas like what's the deal there <laughs> no i'm not really high maintenance like that the thing i do that's i think a little bit different than most people is i live on um brackish water like where the ocean meets the freshwater river in florida and um i have a kayak and catch a lot of fresh fish so my diet does consist of freshly caught fish mm. so you know, I think it doesn't have any of those preservatives, which is probably good. I mean, I don't know exactly what what's in the water. It looks pretty clean, but <laughs> um, so that's different. I, I do also garden and eat my own vegetables. So mm. that could be a little different. But besides that, I just eat like the regular oatmeal, potatoes, rice, chicken, fish. Okay, you mentioned chicken. Because you mentioned fish and I was like, okay, you pescatarian, you eat chicken. Okay, cool. Yeah. right so do you eat beef as well i do on occasion i don't i don't try and have it every day though i think it kind of i i, I like to try and keep inflammation to a low so 
I avoid like as much artificial sweeteners. I mean, that's controversial too. I've, I've seen studies saying that it doesn't cause inflammation and some saying it does, so. Yeah, I had a, who, who did I have on? I had, uh, man, I spoke to someone who, man, he's got so many different titles under his name. He goes by the ingredientologist, like he's patented Ooh. all these different ingredients for, um, um nutri like sports nutrition brands and like he formulates ingredients like proper proper scientist and right. um like he mentioned that pretty much anything sweet is going going to cause some kind of inflammation at some point yeah man that is so annoying it, it really is i read a book actually when i was in what is it called it has something, the name has a diet. I probably have it saved on my phone actually. But um, the whole book just goes on talking about the metabolism of glucose, metabolism of fructose. It's just a wear and tear thing. The more you, your body goes through it, more free radicals are produced and the more harmful it's going to be to your body. And that's, you can't debate that. Mm -hmm. So after I read that, I really did almost cut out all like simple sugars and sweets from my diet this is this was even before i started training i just was under the impression that uh it was gonna accelerate the aging process so at like 22 i was like oh i'm just not gonna have sugar <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of i guess that's probably pretty extreme mm. i never really thought about that <laughs> that is that is uh, did you stop eating fruits as well or was you still eating a bit of fruit if so what i still eat fruit, fruit. i i like berries or I mean, I'm not really scared of having a little bit of sucrose now and then, but mm -hmm. like, I don't just eat like Skittles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, okay. So you, you grow your own vegetables, you say, is that right? Yes. What range of vegetables do you have? Cauliflower, beans, nice. like green beans, cucumbers, um, cucumbers grow really down well down here, kale, um, my tomato plants keep dying. I'm not sure why. <laughs> it's <laughs> too hot this year. Um, what else is down there? I've grown, oh, there's beets and cilantro and Brussels sprouts, which are so cool. Have you ever seen Brussels sprouts grow? Have I seen them grow? I don't think so. They're no. such a funny little plant. Like I had no idea how they grew until... I planted them like a couple of years ago and they it kind of, it looks like something from outer space. Now, most of us love carbohydrates, but what we don't like is when carbohydrates decide to stick to us and turn to fat. Restriction diets are no fun and the crash you feel after a heavy carb binge leaves you feeling like trash. Check out Keon Lean. It's a natural supplement that helps support glucose metabolism and healthy blood sugar levels, allowing you to indulge a little without the stress of a crash and fat gain. Again, check out Keon Lean by visiting www.getkeon.com forward slash Roger Snipes and use coupon code SNIPES20 for 20% off. It's so cool. I had no idea. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and peppers. Lots of peppers. I love peppers. Nice. Well, like bell peppers or sweet uh, sweet peppers? Bell peppers, ghost peppers, habanero peppers, um, and jalapeno, said jalapeno, habanero, and ghost peppers are what I'm growing right now. Mm. Oh, and cayenne. And cayenne peppers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm. What's your thoughts on... Um, uh lectins and oxalates what's your thoughts on those um do you try to avoid certain foods or do you not really a certain I, way? yeah i don't have the really the only things that i avoid yeah i don't i don't avoid anything with lectins or oxalates but i do avoid dairy okay <laughs> um, any reason yeah um i'm allergic to milk so i've just never have had it um, and you know, there's, there's dairy alternatives, like a million of them now, mm -hmm. but just, 
it's, I mean, it always, it seems like they're all so heavily processed. So I just stay away from them. Like, I mean, how, how much time would it really take to turn an almond into a piece of cheese? Like, I'm sorry, an almond. Yeah, because like they'll have like almond cheese, like it's cheese made out of almonds. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'd rather just eat small ones. Like, <laughs> I ain't, I've never heard of that almond cheese, to be honest. Yeah, or soy so, cheese made out of soy. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay, so are you saying that you would not have organic milk either? Um, like. I can't drink milk, so. Okay, right, right. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> sweet, sweet. So you don't avoid any oxalates or lectins. You just like eat it all. Like beans, you'll just like, legumes, yeah. you'll just eat them. No issues, no, yeah, no thought process that this is potentially damaging to my gut lining. Like, nope, it's all good, yeah. I've seen so many people on um, Instagram going through the laundry list of things that they avoid and the things are, you know, you'll see nut butters because nuts cause inflammation. I, I think that allergens can be inflammatory if your body is reactive to them. But um, I've tried, every time I've seen a new thing that has been on there that have people claim to be detrimental to your health, I try and find some scientific, you know, papers or anything. And I haven't found anything that has been overwhelmingly uh, suggestive one way or the other. So I just am like, I'm not going to stress myself out about eating some, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's cool. That's interesting. I mean, um, have you done any tests yourself um, to, I don't know, like um, to see whether your body is intolerant to certain things or whether you should, um uh, avoid certain things or incorporate i don't know certain pre or probi probiotics that work for you because of a certain microbe in your body or anything like that have you had a microbiome test or genetic test or no intolerance? I, I, i'm interested <laughs> oh man there's many out there they are i've, I've <laughs> done all sorts of tests <laughs> you know there's still Did more to different? do huh after you did the tests and you modified, did you modify your diet afterwards? Yes. Immediately. Did it make a difference for you? Well, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're supposed to do another test probably about three months afterwards because with those, with those changes, it's like your gut bacteria is going to be functioning different. Your body will be able to produce certain things. And then from there, you can figure out, you know, whether you need a, a different sort of supplementation or other types of foods. But I just wanted to know what foods are causing the issues. And it was quite interesting, you know, because, you know, you'd mentioned you, you'd eat the whole shebang. Um, whereas for me, I know certain legumes I can't eat. Uh, I'll still eat it on the occasion. I'm like, yeah, I know that this is kryptonite for me, but it tastes good. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to yeah. take a hit. I'm going to take a hit. Um, but I know I can't eat this on a regular basis. Um, but it's good to see it on paper. Like, okay, you have an intolerance against this because of certain um, bacteria in your body can't work with it. And, you know, it's all scientific and stuff, but broken down nice and easily for you to, uh, uh, yeah, just sort of like moderate your diet in accordance to what your body is happy with you know so that you can that's so cool i definitely do that <laughs> yeah i'll um i can i can give you uh i can send you uh a company details and you can just have a look they do like loads yeah. of different tests it's it's amazing not just cool. microbiome i think they do like a, even a genetics test as well um and um some other ones i can't remember i think yeah there's some other ones but you've also got age tests out there you know chronological um chronological in, like chronological to biological or biological to chronological to see um to see where you're at you know whether you are aging okay yeah <laughs> um, yeah that's cool got some stuff to sort out you know right um, but that's cool to know you know i'm just wondering if you've done anything like that 
you just trained, ate good, and just left it as that, yeah? Yeah, I am very new to the uh, extremes that people are going to to optimize their muscle growth or overall health or whatever, the recovery. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, not too long ago did I start using creatine. <laughs> so um, I'm, I've definitely researched a lot, but I just have never been, um, I've never have really tried to, well, I've never really plateaued too hard is what I'm saying. Yeah, so like yeah. I think that, but it's because I've always been, I love using uh, my, this like food app, it's called My Net Diary, getting my macros and then playing around with, with the numbers just so, and it, like, I know that it's not even like hundred percent accurate, but for me, it's just like having my meals in order is like a nice little, like one little tiny thing in the world that I can control. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, for me, it's like, I've always been really meticulous with my diet. Um, not necessarily so much the same exact foods, but portion sizes. Yeah. So that's yeah. been that's been something that I've prioritized. Mm. Okay, all right. Um, how old are you? I'm thirty. Thirty. Okay. Cool. Still a baby. Biologically, I'm fifteen. No. Uh, yeah, probably about that. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Well, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> definitely you know um i i, I want to contact a company to hit you up about doing a, a a biological age test that'd be awesome i'd love that yeah, i'd be so interested yeah. to see that would be really cool and i think um your followers would be interested to know that as well <laughs> i bet there that's one of all the questions i get all the time is how old are you how old are you how old are you yeah like you can no, everyone you everyone's different mm. oh you can tell them 12 if it comes back as 12 i'm actually 12 no, you're, not, <laughs> you're not lying <laughs> i'll be posting here for quite some time guys <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna say so um uh, 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 um how was how was life at school um <laughs> when you was training was you training at school as well yeah and yeah, what was I, it like what was it like but you know being a a bit of a fitness fanatic um were, were there others around you who was quite the same or was it a bit of a a lonesome journey whilst you was at school um I was really lucky I had some friends that liked to lift as well so we would go to class in the morning and then uh, during lunch, we would, <laughs> we would eat on the walk over to the gym, which wasn't too far. We trained for an hour and then come back to finish the afternoon pretty sweaty, but <laughs> it was fun. There wasn't very many people in med school like that, but we, there was a few of us and it was always, um, there was a good, good handful of people that really liked to train. That's awesome. Yeah. What would you suggest uh, for, for women that want to look like you? I mean, that, yeah. They want to put on some serious muscle. Now, not just muscle, but for, for the most part, it's very difficult to lose body fat, and mm. especially for women. So what would you say to those type of women who's really trying to achieve low body fat like you? Yeah, well, the first part of your question, to put on muscles, mu muscle mass and then to get lean, I mm. think those are two different time periods. And um, a lot of people want to have both at the same time. And I mean, who doesn't? That's yeah. always like <laughs> I want to put a lot of muscle and I want to lose all the fat at the same time. What one pill yeah. is going to make it work, please? <laughs> yeah, so I think it's good like, to, to try and um, have your body composition have a higher muscle density while you're still losing body fat. You can kind of dance around a maintenance calorie, around maintenance calories. But in my mind, it's like focusing on the scale is kind of, I mean, sometimes it can be helpful just to know that you're going in some sort of direction, but I think people get fixated on that and they let it kind of deter their progress with muscle growth, thinking that they're gaining weight. Um, but to answer your question, to try and lose body fat 
and gain muscle size. You just have to train super hard <laughs> right. and, eat, and eat well. Like I, I will see people trying to put on muscle, but the way that they're training, I'm like, you're not break. It's you're not breaking anything down. Yeah. You're not going to, your body's not going to look any different. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. I get people message me all the time. Oh, I've been training for years, but I'm not getting no progress. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're obviously not training properly or your diet is shit. Yeah, the diet is, I mean, I didn't even say that. That's, the, that's, I think, probably the most, I mean, diet is so, so important. So, so, so. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are so fixated with flavor that they forget about nutrition. They're like, yeah, but I tried that, the taste of that, and it wasn't working for me. I was like, you're not eating it for the taste. Yeah. If it tastes great, hey, that's amazing. That is so good. But you're not eating it for the taste. You're yeah. eating it for the information it's providing your body. You know? I, have, I feel like in the last, I don't, can't even imagine how long, I haven't really ate anything that I don't like. Like, even my, all my prep food, like, I'm just so... When it's the next time to eat, I just need that little bit of fuel that it tastes so great. Like mm-hmm. even after, after a show, like I'll go out to eat. I went to a Brazilian steakhouse this most recently and had all of this very flavorful food. And it just didn't even taste any better to me. Cause like, I was like, I wasn't really hungry anymore. And I was just like, I don't really feel like eating. I don't know if that's like happens to a lot of people after prep, but I feel like you downregulate some of the taste buds that you don't use when you eat prep food. So when you eat it, it doesn't have the same type of like chemical reaction in your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think if you if you keep away from like super high palatable foods, mm. then it's like it gets recalibrated. So yeah. you eat this just beautiful, natural, single ingredient foods and you enjoy it. It's like, mmm, these vegetables taste delicious. Like, I love you, like, taste it, you know? Or some people, they're like, oh, I don't know, I need something else. This, this is boring. Like, no, this tastes great. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, it's because they're used to, like, all these sauces and stuff adding on top of it and, you yeah. know, probably snacking on crisps in between. I remember getting <laughs> a book. <laughs> what is the book called? There's a book called The Dorito Effect. Check that oh. out. Oh, okay. my God. It's insane. It talks about how foods have been just manipulated flavor-wise to to encourage people to eat more, basically. And just how flavors have been um, created in laboratories. Not all, but many have been to the point where you can get a vanilla extract which has no vanilla in there. Oh, it tastes like vanilla. I yeah, I believe it. That's gross. Though. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so yeah, so we are at, at, you know, in this day and age where you can get flavors that imitate, but then they've got nothing to do with the actual ingredient. So I mean, how many things in life is they've done that with so many things. <laughs> true, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember seeing on your post something about a stalker. I was like, wait, is somebody stalking you? Like, I saw you, it was an interview that someone, I don't even know the full thing. I just, I just saw it a bit and I was like, okay, I need to note this down and I need to ask you. What's yeah. the deal? Is someone stalking you or is it all over now? Have they been caught? Like what's, what's, what's with the stalker thing? What's going on? Yeah. So no, unfortunately the person has not been caught and they haven't been stopped either. Um, so that's been frustrating, but uh, about a year ago, um, I started working at this hospital and the person started sending emails to my boss and my colleagues impersonating me saying really just started off with just saying rude comments. Um, and it was a very believable, it wasn't like a ridiculous email address that you like queen sunny, like it wasn't stupid. It was like my last name, my first name at Gmail. So, um, started saying just really rude comments. Um, people would be kind of put off, 
Um, some people didn't even say anything to me and people would just start being, were like kind of really rude to me at work. Um, other people were saying, um, some people asked me about it. I'm like, no, absolutely. That's not me. But then just even having that associated with my name, um, people were kind of standoffish. Um, it progressed to start getting worse. My like tires got slashed. Um, I got notes on my front doorstep telling me to wash my back. Then I got like a million roses one day. I got I, every single day. I was like receiving stuff on my front porch, getting like messages underneath my car windows. I started going to different gyms and they still were leaving me messages. Um, then the person started sending like porn links um, from me saying to my bosses and saying like, open this, this is like, watch this video of me. Um, so, and just, and I mean, just ridiculous stuff they were just getting off the internet. But I have some, some of my, the program directors were like much older women in their like seventies, you know, opening this thinking that there's no way that someone can make an email address with your name that has to be her. And this video that I'm gonna click the link, like no one's told her you can get a virus or anything, has to be her. So um, it's been extremely, extremely frustrating and humiliating because it's tarnished my reputation. I mean, I worked so hard to become a physician, to have someone who's just sitting at home trying to, I mean, the physical stuff has been terrifying. Like knowing that someone's always, like I'm like literally like <laughs> that Michael Jackson song, like thinking someone's always watching me, but um, that part's scary, but the, the digital part where this person keeps just trying to steal my identity, like every single, like he's there, they packed my iCloud, my email addresses, every single type of social media. I have like two set verification on and they'll still figure out how to, it's just, it's, really? it's so creepy, so creepy. I have no idea how this person is um, doing what they're doing and contacted the police and the police, um, unfortunately, I mean, as helpful as they were, they came over and they always get a report, but um, there really isn't much for them to do besides try and sit in front of my house or to try and, and wait till something happens to me. So. And I understand it from their point of view, because it's like, if there's not a suspect, what are they going to do? You know, they don't have, they have time for emergencies now, not like what may happen or whatever. So um, in my interview, I think that I, I mentioned that I contacted the police and the FBI and everything. And it wasn't by any means me being like, well, screw them. They didn't help me. It's that they just haven't been able to. The FBI though, I have, I've told them many times, the, the police told me to go to the FBI give them the report and they were supposed to investigate it. And they said that they may or may not get back to me. And they, every single time they tell me that, that I don't hear back. So I hired um, a couple PI firms um, and mm -hmm. the first people took thousands of dollars and totally scammed me. Oh, wow. Um, so awful. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Um, uh, they, they, and they kept saying, well, we found who it is. We'll send you the report. And then they didn't follow up or anything like that. Um, and then recently I hired another PI firm who told me that they think that they found who, who it was exactly a week ago from today. So it was like one week ago and they have not provided me any report or anything. So, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what they're waiting for. It's not like I'm having a great time. <laughs> but so that's, that's kind of like the summarized version of, some of the weird things going on with that. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, do you have any thought who it might be? I mean, you don't need to give any names or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I think that for my deduct, for my kind of detective skills and from uh, an idea of what this PI has told me briefly, I believe that it's a person, just a random person um, off of Instagram who is in Italy and even if I told you his name, it would make no difference because his identity online is like non-existent because I've tried to look into him. Um, but he did start like last, last fall, he sent me, and I don't know how he got my home address. I don't know how he got my phone number, oh, but the person, the person started sending me a bunch of like a bunch of clothes and a bunch of shoes and stuff like that. Um, and 
would be te- would what send me messages on WhatsApp. So that was kind of like the only person that I thought maybe could be it because I had no enemies or anything like that. But the person became very obsessed, but then I stopped hearing from them completely. Yeah. So like, that's why I didn't even think it was that person because I thought they were harmless. But then um, one of the email addresses that they made before they changed it to my name, I knew the person was going to slip up. I saw his name like before he changed it. So I was like, oh, it had to have been him. But anyways. <laughs> that is wild. That yeah. is wild. Wild. Yeah. Wild. I don't even know what to say. Um, I mean... I think we've all had a fair share of stalkers, but I think that's next level. That is next level. I really do hope this gets sorted out. Yeah. Um, they keep messing. He keeps messing with my parents. My parents are like such sweet people. They don't deserve that. My sister too. Like, it's just like, I don't know what the person wants to accomplish. Mm. Like my parents and sister have nothing to do with, I mean, they're very close to, my, to me in my life, but I don't know why they would try and even try and torment them. Like, what are they going to do? My parents live in Michigan. I live in Florida too. So it's like crazy that he found them. Gosh. Yeah. I I wish you all the best on that one. Thanks. (laughs) Damn. Um, I have hope. I have hope that I'm going to have closure. (laughs) Huh? I have hope that I'll have closure soon. Yeah. Yeah. He's too, the person's too, too aggressive and too obsessed to not slip up. Like he already made one. He, it's like every single day. You can't do something perfectly 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. Make mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can lure him in, make him feel like he's, uh, you've fallen in love with him, you know? And he's like, like <laughs> okay, I don't know. I'll it reveal like myself. Would... <laughs> <laughs> it would be really hard to believe at this point, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So, um, just just as just as a close i wanted to know uh where do you see yourself in um in the future with uh competing and your medical fields where would you like to take that so my ultimate goal is to have a new field of medicine which is like exercise medicine and focuses on preventative medicine and a whole lifestyle that incorporates exercise and nutrition and kind of actually has science behind which supplements to take that are going to be optimal for your body. Um, a lot of, there's a lot of preventative medicine now, but it's like the lowest of the totem pole of all medicine because you're not treating sick people. But with the competing world, everyone is very focused on their health and longevity. So I think that this is going to be something that um, could kind of go together really well. So Mm. I would like to try and share with everyone my wellness approach um, for like how I compete, which is really my lifestyle all all year long. And um, I think if people know that competing doesn't have to be so hard on your body, it could actually be really good for you. Mm. Oh, that's a really, that's a really interesting perspective on that, actually. Really, because I think for me, like when I was competing, uh, that was one of the reasons why I was like, do you know what? I'm out because I just wasn't really liking the diet. I found it a bit aggressive. And when I had a coach and they were like, yeah, you need to do all this sodium manipulation and stuff. And when I was looking into it, I'm like, this doesn't sound healthy. Like the reason why I got into fitness is for health. And this doesn't sound healthy. Absolutely. Hmm. And, you know, I probably wasn't even as aggressive as many other people. I think because I think genetics pe- played a, um, a good part for me. I didn't mm-hmm. have to be as aggressive as some people. Um, but, you know, when I had people coming to me to coach, coach them, and they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to compete. I'm like, Do you know, what? I don't want to coach people to compete. Like, I will coach people to make a, a healthy lifestyle but competing i i don't agree with it like i i like i love seeing how people look on the stage but with the diet i'm not coaching anyone to achieve that sort of body composition that's just like for me personally yeah and i think that for and it's hard for me to speak to any other category any other any male category competing wise 
um, and any other female category, because I know that there's, you have to compromise your health to sometimes get that lean, but I'm speaking like specifically about, uh, like the wellness category. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's not, um, I don't think you have to, I think you can actually look much better not having to, um, do a whole bunch of crazy peak week things that are super dangerous. So, and I've seen people, oh my gosh, just totally tear their health apart to try and compete. And I'm like, it's unnecessary. You just have to, it's, a, there's a science behind it and you have to be meticulous, but it doesn't need to involve a bunch of drugs and sodium diuretics and whatever, you know what I mean? Like you can do it in a much safer way. So that's kind yeah. of what I'm trying to, uh, hopefully <laughs> can convey to the public. <laughs> that, yeah, that'll be great. And talking of that, I remember do it quickly before I want to ask you about your information and social media and all that sort of stuff. But I remember, um, watching a video on um flex no not flex is it flex flex wheeler you know flex wheeler yeah. and it was one where he was in a hospital bed and it turned out they had to amputate his leg this is a little while ago now and i couldn't help but wonder was it something to do with him getting back on the drugs you know because he he competed again didn't he now i don't i have no idea but you know, all, you know, these questions are going to speculate. Like, why, why did it happen? Was his diet off? Um, you know, I mean, I had, I had an auntie who was diabetic, and she had to get a leg amputated because she was diabetic. But she thought, "Fuck it, I'm still going to eat shit," and then she lost her leg, and then she died. Oh. <laughs> yeah, then she died. Um, so. I do question, you know, when people have these premature deaths or lose uh, a limb, um, is, it, is it down to the drugs? Now, one thing I wanted to ask about you is you got a phenomenal physique. And for a woman, it almost looks, how the hell? Like, it looks like so unobtainable. And I know, I know many people will probably question, is she natural? <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, have you used performance enhancers or are you using it at the moment? Like what's no. your thoughts? Okay. So, yeah, I've, I've never used any performing enhancing drugs and um, still clearly not doing that. I was really actually fortunate to start playing sports at such a young age, like we talked about. So I had a long time to build muscle and genetically speaking, um, my it's not just like my brother and sister who are both also very muscular but my both of my parents were are very muscular people like naturally and my all of my female cousins on my mom's side we have almost a very i was just home last weekend or two weekends ago we have a very 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 similar build so genetics was definitely in my favor um for putting on putting on muscular size but i mean it's a combination between my love for being active being an athlete because i'm sure like anyone if i were just to go sit on the couch i wouldn't have such i wouldn't have muscles you know so <laughs> yeah yeah oh <laughs> but, again, looking phenomenal yeah. looking thank you phenomenal. yeah so I, I i haven't i don't have um experience with that <laughs> <laughs> cool cool so sunny it's been absolutely fantastic uh where can people find you on on um, social media i have instagram Bye. and mm -hmm. it's Dr. Sunny Andrews, DR, and then Sunny Andrews. And then I also have a YouTube channel, which I started about a month or two ago, which has been a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. I love it like that. And my name on there is just Sunny Andrews. So those are, those are my two places where you can see workouts and stuff like that. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. And your website, I'm sure you sell programs and yeah. coach people as well. That right and that's on season fitness and season is spelled s-z-n so right. yeah okay. I have a, the on season is the link in my instagram too and that brings you to my training page so, all right yeah. awesome awesome once so again sunny it's been absolutely phenomenal thank you so much for your time it has been great it has been i really appreciate it it's been an honor to be interviewed by you and get to 
talk to you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I'll, I don't know, meet you in the States at some point and we get a workout in. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. That'd be great. Thanks again. You take care. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome, but some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.